If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This live Trucks Recap and Verizon 200 DFS Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking for Parlay Player props. Go to parlayplay.io and use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus today. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb it's friday night we're live. I cannot believe it. We very rarely do this, but the, the actual, oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. Cody's already got a cold one cracked open. That's right. Enjoying Celebrating it. some time of Jeski win. Let's go. Baby, that was good. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're obviously, we're live tonight. We just sort of felt like it was a good opportunity to go live, recap the trucks, and uh, and then give the DFS plays like we normally do. So sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, Friday nights, right, trucks came off, and we had to kind of do this pod late anyways. So uh, we figured we might as well just hang out with you guys on a Friday night, talk about the truck race, and then obviously give our DFS picks for the week as well. But Cody, you mentioned it just a second ago. I mean, you got to the dock first, but we both definitely agreed the time Majeski was going to run away with this race. And Cody, what what the heck did he even do? I mean, yeah, new career high laps led, absolutely dominated the race. I mean, that did anybody? Ekus led a couple laps, maybe. I mean, it was really. I mean, it was Majeski's night. There was there was no uh, no question that Majeski was going to do it. The biggest question, and we talked about this on the show: Would he fuck it up? Would he make the mistake? We said no. He's not going to do it. He didn't do it, and he easily walked away with it. What's up, Nick Fortune? Said he's been watching the uh, Knoxville National Sprint Cars. Ask what I'm drinking. Sam Adams Flannel Fest. Ooh. Uh, Munich Dunkel. It's uh, in their variety pack, their fall new fall variety pack, which has got the Oktoberfest, the Jacko Pumpkin, which oh, one of my favorite beers. This is the first time I've had this one. Absolutely delicious. 
So, uh, yeah, definitely go pick some of that up because it's fucking good. feel like I'm a, a little bit behind. JDK says, what's up? Hey, what's up, JDK? Uh, one of the most active Discorders that we have in the entire uh, uh, Discord at all. Hey, but- shout, out to, shout out to your boy, your your Jesus, your savior, uh, SVG. 19th What place. a great night. The under cashes on times he spends out, which is none. 19th place, like, outstanding night for him. It was great. It was great. Bob was tweeting all night about uh, he got the lucky dog and, and SVG's like, that's a good thing, right? And and then uh, they asked him if he needed a water and he's like, yeah, I'll take one. What do I do with this old water bottle? And like, <laughs> just, just the greatness of he's not, he's new to this. He doesn't know what to do, right? Despite the fact that he's a, a seasoned racer and all of that. Uh, and, and again, uh, I know some people think that I hate SVG and I don't. I love him and I'm, I'm super excited to watch him. I just... It, when it comes to betting, we have to bet against him Sunday. That's going to be the case. Bet against him tonight. Found a, a nice local map with Jake Garcia. I had to sweat that one a little more than I thought I would have to, but uh, cashed anyways. So all worked out. But uh, yeah, man, what what a good run by him. I, I wanted to say that. I wanted to say it was, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful run by SVG tonight. Stayed out of trouble. They only talked good things about him. Wasn't running into anyone. Wasn't getting in wrecks. And uh, kept in one piece. Stayed on the lead lap. He went lap, but he, he got the lucky dog quickly back and then uh, stayed on the lead lap until the very end there where he just finished just one lap down. So great, great night by SVG on his, his oval debut. Yeah, and again, none of us were saying that he's going to be a terrible racer. We just didn't think that it was going to be uh, a top five car right out of the jump, a top five truck right out of the jump. I mean, again, we talked about it. This is his first oval. This is his first time in the trucks. Like, There's a lot of firsts going on. So yeah, it was a first time at Chicago, but that was a that was almost like if you put a fish in water, it's going to be able to swim, right? If you put a fish on a track in an oval in a truck, the fish is not going to be able to swim. So I'm just saying, like, we needed to temper it, and we did. So overall, though, Cody, I was very impressed with this race. I did not tune out at any point. You know that sometimes when the race gets too strung out with Ty Majeski leading 600 laps and, and being 500 seconds ahead, like, you, you sort of go, eh, but there was always something to pay attention to, and there was always something, uh, and again, because we build our cards to pay attention to the entire field, there was always something to pay attention to. We'll obviously go through our bets uh, as we normally do, but I felt like even without betting, there was still stuff to pay attention to. The drivers were doing a great job of keeping a lot of the rest of the pack competitive, and yeah. names that we haven't seen in the top five at all this season yes. or very few times in the season we're running in the top five and we talked about a couple of them anyways so we were on it we just yeah, yeah. yeah. Riggs, Sawalich I mean guys running up there Ugh, Tanner Gray and Jake Garcia both look so strong obviously we'll talk about it as we get bets but uh yeah I mean it was a great race throughout the field there was there was plenty of passing throughout the night side-by-side battles yeah Majeski you know put an old-fashioned ass whooping on the field but uh other than that, outside of that, it was it was a really good battle throughout the night and uh, a great race. One more question from Nick. He says, well, I own one more, but one other question from Nick. He says he doesn't <laughs> know if the summit consider for Sunday's race. Kyle Larson's on the pole for Knoxville race on Saturday night. Is that a big concern? Zero. I don't think that's Zero concern. concern. Larson does this all the time. Yeah. He's, he'll be racing. If you watch that that dirt documentary that came out, he would go to you know be at a dirt thing. Then he flies over to New Hampshire, practices and qualifies, flies back, does the dirt thing, flies back, does the race. I mean, he's just what he does. It's it's part of his routine. I, it's zero concern for me. There's not. It's not like he's doing something that's 
he's not used to doing every week and i i wouldn't i it no concern from me period at all on on that yeah, I, again, it's it's you know like a, like a runner running a race, like a five k before a marathon. It doesn't it doesn't make yeah. any. Well, if he's starting on the pole, I mean, he comes out, he wins that. He's the type of guy that takes that momentum from from that where it doesn't you know doesn't shouldn't translate at all. He'll take that momentum and turn it into something on Sunday. So uh, you better watch out for that. If he does win, you might want to put extra on him. Indeed. Uh, but while you're at it, and if you do end up cashing from that, why don't you join our Patreon? Sign up now to get exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons. Plus, you get a monthly SGP Stories podcast. What's that? It's a completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from the SGPN. You even get your own special Discord channel just for the patrons. Only you folks can prevent corporate gambling do your part sign up today sports slash patreon that's sports podcast.com slash patreon uh oh question from jdk question from jdk why is deegan so bad in the trucks she's a decent driver did great at the srx and then stinks it up again in the trucks great run by her in srx that was so much fun to watch she's a really really good dirt racer i know they referenced that but uh she almost won the truck race. I was at at Knoxville, actually, Nick Fortune, a couple of years ago. She had a really good run there back uh, back the first time they went there. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm i so torn on as to why, why she's per- underperformed in the truck series like she has. It does seem like she ends up being a pinball a lot. And I don't know if that's her fault or if it's just she's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. I would really like to see her get an Xfinity opportunity. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see her jump into like the 98 car maybe or something like that. I want to see what she could do there because I feel like sometimes the trucks can hold people back just because if you're not one of the best trucks in the field, there's a lot of shit going on back there. And there's a lot of guys that are buying rides and aren't that experienced or not that good at drivers and and a lot of beating and banging gets really rough. and, And maybe... Maybe if she gets out of that and we see her in an Xfinity opportunity, it's better. I, I mean, I, I root for her just because I want to see women succeed in this sport. I have a daughter. I love, you know, she loved it tonight when she's, I said, hey, number 13, that's that's a girl out there driving. And she loves to watch that kind of stuff. And so I really want her to be successful, right? Uh, but I don't know. I, I would like to see her get an Xfinity shot just so we can see. And if if she's still not getting results there, then... Maybe we know that there's not much of a future there, but I, I know I know there's a good driver in there, and I feel like maybe just where she runs in the trucks, it, it just gets, uh, you know, uh, whatever. It, it's more focus on how bad it ends up being because she gets bounced around so much. Rye Cape, what's good? Well, what's good is we're recapping a time of Jeske old school ass whooping. That's exactly what that was. But um, to get right. back to the, the Deegan thing, and, and again, it's, it's because when you are trying hard to prove your worth, a lot of times you put yourself in situations that you don't need to be in. And that, that could possibly be what's going on there. Like Cody said, we don't like to root against her. It's just sometimes it's difficult when you feel like you're trying to have to work twice as hard to get noticed. So, um, you know, and Haley Deegan does run around those trucks that get into it. So, yeah, definitely. Um, Damn, Nick, why are, you, why are you throwing McKenna Haas under the bus? Gee, she's a good she's a good little sprint car driver. I've not seen a ton of her, but uh, I don't know. 
Um, all right. Well, let's let's get into recapping the bets because this won't take long, and it'll we'll be able to take a break, come back and talk DFS. Uh, because listen, I. Did not hit a single one, but I will give you what they were anyways. But I, I stole, uh, I stole all Rod's bets. Actually, so, it's in his true. Defense. I was digging around in the in and, the cards. Uh, and so. we were we were really close on hitting some really big ones here. I mean, we kind of set this up a certain way, and we thought that it would go a certain way with the Majeski part of things, and and that obviously did pan out that way. We took a couple of long shots at top fives at big numbers, and we weren't that far off on a couple of them. Um, because you know they, they were real close. They finished in the top ten. A couple guys were running up there, had some problems. Obviously, we can dig into it. Uh, I did start it off though with Carson Hosovar, top five plus one ten, easy money. I mean, he was pretty much in the top five majority of the night. Top three towards the end there. Riggs ended up getting around him, but holds on. I think he ends up in fourth. So mm. uh, yeah, easily we'll cash the top five for you plus money. Again, it just seemed uh, crazy that it was at plus money. So uh, Carson Hosovar, top five, nice easy one to. To start it off. And I'm not saying that a couple more restarts would have anybody would have caught Majeski, but I think a couple more restarts and Carson Hosevar could have been easily a, a second place car or truck rather because he had the speed. It just nobody had it but Majeski tonight. Everybody was they all they were racing for was in second place. That's really what they were racing for. Didn't matter who was next to Majeski, where they even started. Like I know Majeski was taking the top on most of those restarts and, and for good reason, but Again, like if anybody would, if he would have had to take the bottom, he still would have been able to because he was able to make moves in places where people weren't. So um, obviously it was Majeski's night. I had Matt Crafton as a top five truck. And when he started somewhere in the middle, I thought, well, here we go. Um, and, and actually he started, uh, he started in the back, right? With Benedetto. He actually started uh, way back there and had to find his way up there through the field. He got, he actually started. Finished ninth. I, I was surprised that he finished ninth in this race, uh, having to crawl through uh, where he crawled through. But um, for Matt Crafton, God, he was only a couple of spots away from from that top five, and that was a five to one. So, like Cody always says, when you handicap, right, a five to one car for a top five, finishing four spots outside of that, you almost had it. Now. Yeah, I didn't not, expect not bad, bad at all. I didn't expect Zawalich up there. Uh, I didn't expect Riggs up there. So that's well, a couple I think of cards that, that makes our our case of throwing darts at top fives even stronger because look, two guys that shouldn't have finished up near the top five. At least Riggs ends up in the top five. Love to see what his top five or top three number was because it had to be pretty big, I would imagine. And Zawalich had a chance at a top five there, ends up in six. So uh, it, it was a good strategy, but. Uh, but yeah, just didn't quite pay off with the Crafton one. Uh, <laughs> Rye is watching George of the Jungle on a Friday night. Hey, all right, got to party hey, hard, whatever, my friend. You know. Hey, but you're and watching us about, too, uh, so <laughs> he asked about two shows. Not we're doing two shows in one. Truck recap slash DFS. We're gonna cover it all. What uh, what did you have Riggs on? Yeah, Rye, you, Rye was on, on Riggs. Top five, top three. Let top Ooh, five closed at plus 400. 400. Eh, closed nice. at it, too, because, yeah, that's actually yeah. a pretty good. So I'm sure it was a lot bigger earlier yeah. uh, in the week, too. But, yeah, good job. Nice hit. To, nice hit on that one. I had uh, Corey Heim, top three, plus 110. Easy money, Rod. This was cash, and he was running right there with Majeski. Probably the only one who could have had something for Majeski. Passed him for a little bit, led a couple of laps, uh, and then they had the crew members trip and fall over the wall or whatever the hell happened there. And uh, yeah, ended up ended up with the penalty. Had to go to the back. Fought back for eighth. We got one more late caution. He probably would have got back up there. 
Uh, this was a good bet. It just did not hit because of the circumstances, unfortunately. But uh, that's how it'll go sometimes. Yeah, it's it's sad, and it really it was too because uh, penalties and strategies. I'm telling you, I'm I'm over them. I'm over them all. Uh, although strategy almost got Matty D up to a top five finish. Now I don't think he would have actually finished in the top five, but he was flirting with it for a hot second, and Matt really did start toward the back and have to muscle his way up. And he got to 10th place. I wonder what would have happened if he would have been able to qualify right and get that truck going right from the get-go because that truck was strong all night long to get him into a 10th place finish. And it could have been better if it were not for that last restart where he kind of fell through. He was in like 7th place, I think, in that, that last restart and ended up dropping all the way back to a 10th place finish. But, I mean, listen, at 4.5 to 1, <laughs> for him to finish inside the top 10, I'll take it. I, I really wish... We could have seen that truck do do what it could do from a good starting position. Yeah, I, again, this was not a bad bet at the odds you got it at. He was up there. He had a chance to get it done. And yeah, like you said, if he would have started better, maybe the result would have been a little better. Uh, very disappointed tonight in Ben Rhodes. Man, he just didn't have it like his teammate did. I was really sad about this. Uh, he was the worst of the playoff drivers on the night. Uh, I had took him over Nick Sanchez, minus 110. I was right on the Sanchez part of things, 11th place. That's right about where I figured he would finish. I said he was still going to have a good day, be around the top 10, but Rhodes was just going to be better and, and finish top five or just ahead of Sanchez and was not the case. Uh, Rhodes ends up slipping all the way back to 16th. Like I said, the worst of the, of the playoff drivers. Goes to show you that it's playoff time, though, Rod. 10 playoff drivers all finish inside the top 16. It's, uh, it's crunch time for these guys, but... Just man, he just he didn't have speed really all night. It just whoops, swing my microphone all over the place here. But uh, he just didn't have speed. He didn't didn't look good on the night. Uh, it was unfortunate. So really, uh, there were some glimpses of hope. Maybe this this head to head would would cash on that last restart. I think he was one spot behind Sanchez, and then he just ended up slipping back and and really didn't end up anywhere close. So uh, pretty disappointed in Rhodes because I really really thought we were going to see a stronger truck from him tonight especially when his teammate looked as strong as we had expected him to look. I, I figured that Rhodes would be right there with them, and they just flat-out missed on it tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it was the case for Rhodes, not his teammate. We'll talk about that in a second, but let's tell you about Parlay Play. We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props. Football season, well, it's right around the corner, but it really is here. And Parlay Play is going to have all of your favorite props once the fo uh, football season hits. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including, thank God, California and Texas. Plus, our good friends up north, if you live in north of the border, Parlay Play has got you in a bunch of provinces. Provinces in Canada. When you sign up with our code, you're going to get a sweet bonus to get started. Head over to parlayplay.io, use promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. Uh, all right. Well, so my Rod, next Rod is the king oh. of live reads. Rye says he is a true professional. You can tell he's obviously got the uh, the radio background and all of that because he uh, he he kills it with the with the live reads. I just and he does those. By the way, that's every episode we do. It's a one take shot. He's not redoing it. He's not. You know we don't. We know we don't cut things out of this. Uh, out of this. So he uh, he just does it every time. Well, okay, like I said, it's from my days of commercial radio where I only had seven seconds to get in what I needed to get in, and I couldn't... There's, well, on live radio, there's no... Oops, hold on, let me retake that. It's it's definitely it. Uh, what am I drinking, Nick? Good old-fashioned water from my... Uh, yeah, Chicago, I know. The old man hey, on a Friday night drinking listen, his water. With the day I had, I probably should have about four of what you... I should already be four deep into that. So, um, all right, my next one... I was on the wrong That's, side uh, of this. <laughs> Nick says he could listen to you every day, Rod. Uh, you have a great voice. Thanks, Nick. That's why we do five shows a week, so you can listen to him every it's day. It's true. It's true. Uh, my wife, thankfully, feels the same way, so I, I definitely have that As going do for I. me. Uh, but my next, I was on the wrong end of this this matchup. Uh, I had Will Sawalich over Lane Riggs, minus 115. I should have taken the other side. And you said it too, Cody. I should have taken the other side of that. Um, but... I did argue with you on this one, didn't I? You did. You did a little <laughs> bit, and you were right. But here's the thing, right? They were both literally right there. And I told, didn't I say it too? I said, they're probably going to be close to each other. I didn't think they were both going to be inside the top 10, but I thought yeah. they would be close to each other, and, and we were I mean, right. I, yeah, I, I did argue with you a little on this. I knew Riggs had run seventh here last year in this race and everything. And But, man, I, I didn't see a third coming from Riggs. I didn't see a sixth place from Swalich. I thought that maybe be around 10th place we'd be seeing these guys battling this out so props to both of those young young guys uh Swalich is 16, 16 years old rod 16. that's absolutely ridiculous he can't even enjoy that beverage that you have right there no for another like yeah a long time five years like well he can't enjoy five years away legally. from having a legal beer <laughs> legally Jeez, that's ridiculous <laughs> ty tiger in the chat we love you too man we love these live shows that's why we're doing it yes, tonight lots of lots of fun glad it worked out for us uh you generally, we record our, our DFS shows on Thursday nights, put them out Friday early, but we both had a week and uh, scheduling conflicts and weren't going to be able to get to it till tonight. And so toss the idea out there. And uh, luckily, we were both going to be around and it uh, it worked out nicely. I had I did hit this head to head. I had Carson Hosovar over Zane Smith plus 110 rod. I know that he still finished good and he manages to finish good every time he finishes in fifth. Is it time to start panicking a little bit if you're in the Zane Smith camp? Yes. I know he keeps finding ways to get decent, solid finishes. That'll likely get him to Phoenix, and he'll have a shot at it. But he has not had great looking. And, and maybe it's because we don't get a chance to see him up front because he has to drive from the back every week. And yet again, they have a flat tire before the race even starts. Have to change the tire. I got to go to the back. Like, man, it's just... Not been looking good for Smith lately. Again, results haven't been horrible. It's another top five finish, but as far as like being in competition to win this or anything, like he never had any chance on the night. And it's just 
maybe you don't have to be too concerned because the finishes are still there, but it's been rough for this 38 program for what we expect from them, I guess. And again, sometimes expectations can be high because of the what he's delivered in the past and how good he's been 14 races since he won now. And that, you know, for most drivers, that's a normal. But for Zane Smith, it's it's a little bit concerning. Uh, but again, this was Hosovar has been on a tear. Rod, what was it? Five top four finishes in a row on an ovals. Now it's six because yet again, he finishes in fourth place. If I could bet on Hosovar to finish exactly, Hosovar and Austin Hill. If you could bet on him to finish exactly in fourth, you're going to cash that more times than you're not. Uh, but man, yeah, again, this was plus money. Uh, I was a little bit off of Smith this week. And that panned out again as Hosovar beat him in the in the head to head here. Again, another truck that I would have loved to have seen had a good starting position and be able to to see what he could get because I mean he he was all the way in the back. He literally yeah. started right, at the back. Started of the dead field. last because yeah. yeah they had to, to make the unapproved adjustments and had to fight back through all day and and he did, but man, it's still I don't know it's still concerning. You never see him actually running up front throughout the race yeah. lately. A hundred percent. Um, all right, I'm I'm oh, I'm so floored by this one. I had Tanner Gray oh, as the winner of Group one. F over Dean uh, Thompson, uh, Jack Wood, and Raja Karuth. Now, listen, hats off to Raja Karuth. I will take nothing away from that dude's run. He finished in seventh place in this race, and for a second, it didn't look like he was even going to clear a seventh place finish. But he managed to because uh, that after the first pit stop, he got shuffled back. But after and then the last stage, he was actually running around in the top ten. The entire rest of the stage. Dean Thompson had a wreck. Jack Wood. Uh, in fact, I'm even looking for this guy's Was name. Was he in the race? Well, I have I to mean, scroll. I have to scroll <laughs> yeah. on to last week's. Um, <laughs> no, he finished 18th at Jack Wood. So. But he never, like, and that's exactly. So two of the three guys you were going against in this one did exactly what you thought. Jack Wood's not going to show up because he never does. Mm-hmm. And Thompson ends up in a wreck more times than he doesn't. And so you hit those two right. Caruth was the one that got through that had the good one, the good run. And then Tanner Gray. Oh, Rod. So Tanner Gray, he got caught up in a uh, pit road incident in uh, in which – oh, no, no, I'm sorry, a restart, no, a restart was, violation. Yeah. yeah, restart violation. Restart violation. violation. Uh, oh, Nick's drinking one for me. Thanks, God. Have have a couple more because that, that one killed me. <laughs> Rod needs about 10 after uh, today. <laughs> uh, yeah, after my day versus two, not hitting anything on the card other than the, the cosign on Majeski. But, yeah. Tanner had that restart violation, black flag. He was ahead of everybody, you know, for most of the race, other than Raja Karuth, maybe at a couple of points in it. But no, but Tanner was running top five for a while there. Like he, he was. looked so good, and uh, and I had him, Rod. I had him top five at plus nine hundred. I was looking at that, and I'm thinking, oh, buddy, here we go. He's looking so good. I mean, he was ninth in stage one, eighth in stage two, kind of running right around in that area. Also had Jake Garcia plus 750. They kept talking about him on the, the broadcast, running fourth. He finished fourth last race. Oh, he's doing so good. Pit road. He has a slow stop, drops back a little bit, not able to recover after that, finishes 13th. Both of these guys, though, had the speed we were looking for, and they just couldn't get it to the end. Oh, so sad. But again, I would say all four, we gave out four long shot top five bets. None of them cash, so that does suck. But they were all correct calls. They all had very good chances. It wasn't like, well, he didn't show up. He didn't have a chance at this. Like all four of these drivers could have easily gotten in position and finished where Lane Riggs did, finished where Sawalich did, 
cash this top five for us. So I would place all four of these bets again and not even hesitate. Me too. Uh, I would not place this next bet again. No, that was the winning car, 20 to 49. I, I think at I tried to talk you out of this one too, Rob. You did, and I, you know, but we also did say to double down uh, on the on the one that was plus money, right? The one that yeah. did include Majeski, that was 50 plus uh, was that one. So we also, we also told you that if you really wanted to double down on a Majeski uh, win, that would be the way to do it. But I also said that this was an insurance play more than it was anything. Um, and and listen, honestly, twenty to forty nine, there was no cars out there, so that was a bum one. Don't don't ever listen to me again on my winning card number. I've I've <laughs> you're kind used of, you're up kind the of magic. On, a, on a cold streak here lately, Rod. Oh, these, uh, that's what I'm saying. Zane Smith finished fifth, and Caruth seventh. Those were really the only ones close to that. So mm-hmm. unfortunate. Um, I gave out my insurance plays. Ben Rhodes eighteen to one didn't really show up. Host of our seven to one though. That wasn't bad. He he looked decent, uh, but the top play was Ty Majewski. Told you he was going to be the fastest truck. There was no question about it. It was going to be whether they made the mistake and screwed it up. Didn't think they were going to, and they didn't. Ty Majewski plus three thirty easily cashes. Really, this one was never in doubt throughout the night. So uh, that's the one we're going to hang our hat on for this race because this is the one I went big on. This is the one I felt really really confident in. And uh, again. So it's not always sexy to take the chalky favorite guy and it doesn't always pan out. But if you pick and choose your spots, uh, that's what you got to do. And, uh, and here we are and it cashed. Yeah. Again, I mean, we knew the winner. I mean, the rest of it was sort of fluff, but we knew the winner. So, uh, right. Charlie day. Is that, uh, is that an actor? Why do I not yeah, know I who Charlie like, day is? Like that might be an old person reference. Right. No, but I'm an old guy. So like I should I know. know that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Rye's going to have to explain that one to us. And then, uh, Nick says, yep. Rod helped me win some money last weekend. I know, but you know, sometimes you just hang yourself on the, on the ones that you don't get, so it's it's human. Um, and then I had Zane oh, he's Smith. The, he's the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny in That's right. I've okay, you're yes, right. I you're do right. know who he is. Not yeah. an old guy. Now right. I've sorry, no, yeah. sorry, Ryan. I've only watched a few episodes <laughs> of that show, so I'm not necessarily hip on that one. But um, Zane Smith was my insurance play. He was actually on the front row with Majeski for a restart, but that was about all you can say. He did finish fifth, which was fun, but. Uh, yeah, that that'll uh, that'll end that truck race again. It was a good start I to tried, the playoffs. I tried to talk you out of this one too, Rod. I'm just saying hey, it was close. It was close. <laughs> it was a tell. But man. what did I tell you? I said that I had to pick somebody else, anyways. So you did have we, to pick somebody else. We so knew we knew Majeski was going to win. There was no other person that we were really. We on. were we were both heavy in on Majeski. It panned out very nice. Um, real quickly, just to update the the playoff grid, Ty Majeski moves on to the round of eight. He is locked in. So the next two races, he can. Uh, did he sweep? He swept the stages too, right? So yeah, it was all seven bonus playoff points that are added to his total when he gets to that round of eight. The next uh, two races, free for all for Majeski. He could finish dead last. Doesn't matter. He's going to move on to the next round. But if he wins stages, if he wins races, he's going to rack up more points to carry over with him. Huge, huge advantage for Majeski to get to the next round. They can already start preparing those trucks and looking ahead to those races. Uh, Heim is plus 47 to the cut line. Eck is plus 39. Hosovar, 35. Zane Smith, 29. Enfinger, 24. Ben Rhodes is plus 4. Sanchez, plus 2. Crafton and DiBettedetto, minus 2 and minus 3. Are the guys currently out? Of course, we have two more races. Milwaukee Mile in a couple of weeks. And then Kansas Speedway. 
will be the cutoff for uh, round of eight. And Zane, as the broadcast loves to remind us, is a Milwaukee boy, so uh, that should be a good one to watch too. Nick says you get 24 hours of winding rod for losing a bet. You got to move on. Oh, believe you me. I've, I've, ex- yeah, I've exhausted all of those. Rye also telling us to watch Sunny in Philadelphia. Like I said, I've watched a few episodes. I, my wife wants me to watch a few more. I think, I think I'll do exactly that. Have to dip there back into that show. It, it seems funny. So, um, all right. Truck race is complete. Order of the day now becomes DFS plays. Uh, let's step away one more time. Introduce you to another show that you will love from this uh, beautiful Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And then stick with us as uh, we give you our DFS plays for the weekend. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold so you know how much i love you know justin and miranda they just sent us uh a pic or picture from Uh. the fantasy football expo where they are giving out tastings of uh the whiskey that they've got out there and and entering some folks into some fun contests my FOMO right now is through the roof. I texted them. It's just, it's very yeah. sad. Yeah, that was uh, very rude of Justin. <laughs> Send that to us. <laughs> uh, I love it. But uh, listen, I would play. They look, they look good. They look like they're having fun. They do, but, and uh, they look like they belong. I wish, I wish that we were there with them. Yeah, me too. Um, I, and I'll tell you right now, I would play other show promos if people would give them to me. So if you're listening to this and you host a show on the SGPN, just go ahead and give me one. I'll play it. I don't care. There you go. Uh, so, all right, okay, Cody. Before we get into uh, before we get into our our picks here, Rod, I, I want to give out a, a pick that just needs to be said because of the circumstances. William Byron's car is still failing. Tech basically, <laughs> uh, he failed three times today in tech and passed in the fourth time. So he will not get to qualify, and he will have to start with. Uh, He'll have to start with a drive-through penalty. So as they take the green flag, he'll be going through the pits. So he's going to have to start dead last for DFS purposes since this happened before qualifying, and he's not allowed to qualify. He will be scored dead last. So William Byron is almost a basically you have to play him because there's almost no downside. He can't get you negative points starting dead last, and he's got a huge upside. Uh, He's 8,900, so he's not even that expensive. So William Byron, you've got to plug him in there. Um, it's going to be rough for him from the start. And the one thing that could really hurt him, Rod, there is no stage cautions. So he's going to be behind the field to start, right? And he'll probably catch up to some of the slower cars at first. But if there's a quicker caution or, or a caution earlier on in the race, shouldn't be too big of an issue. It'll catch him back up, and then he'll have his, his opportunity to advance from there. If we go the entire race like we did last year without natural cautions, there was stage cautions last year, but if, if we get till the end before there's a caution, that's where it could hurt him because he's going to be starting so far behind the eight ball. Uh, but likely he's not going to go a lap down early on there. Uh, and so shouldn't have to worry too much about that. But William Byron, at this point, obviously practice has not happened as we're recording this Friday night. 
uh, and qualifying, so we don't know the starting lineups like usual when we do these shows. But uh, he is the one guy we do know will start dead last. 8,900, you're basically going to have to plug him in. And uh, <laughs> Byron wins an OT. Rye says, I, uh, hey, you never know, right? Uh, and actually, uh, it would be interesting. Let's look and see if his odds have, have slid much. Uh, he's he's an okay road course racer. I'd, I probably wouldn't be on him to win this race anyways. But, uh, but for DFS purposes, uh, I think that that's very important to highlight. So what's what he's probably loving is the fact that they've moved the restart because uh, for him... I could only imagine being in the back, starting in the back, and just trying to dive bomb into that first turn the way they were before because, boy, I mean, either either you just hang back and watch the chaos happen or you try to get in on it. But, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming he's probably going to be very happy that that restart has changed so he doesn't have to necessarily get all uh, mixed up in it. But um, He is 20 to 1, which, meh, eh. not, not really that attractive, I, I would I probably would not bet that. I wouldn't have done it if he started in the top five, so it's it's all right. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, Cody, shall we load up some DFS plays for this slate? I will. I will preface this by saying that as we know, road this is a road course, right? There are only eighty-two laps, so lap sled is not necessarily something that you're gonna you're gonna try because I mean, obviously, the people that start up front are probably gonna lead some laps. But you want to nail the right guy that's going to lead the right a number of laps for these uh, because there's not a lot of laps to really lead. So you have to get the right person. In fact, if you were looking back at last season, Tyler Reddick led 38 laps on this one. The next, uh, the next person that led the other net was 17 for Christopher Bell. So again, not a lot of laps to go around. Also, Brian Blaney led 17 laps. So we got to identify the ones that are going to lead some laps and get some uh, fastest laps for you. Hopefully that comes from within the field. But, I mean, this is all about finishing position and getting that lead guy. So uh, multiple, we always tell you play multiple cards anyways. So we're going to spread some of these higher guys out around these these cards to to help you sort of build the right lineup for you. Yeah, and uh, I that, so Caesar still has Byron at 20-1. to 1. Superbook, he opened at 20-1, to 1, but he has moved 30-1. to 1. But, again, I, I still wouldn't as far as betting purposes. But... Um, yeah, it is going to be important to get the guy who dominates this race. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you if you have the app for DraftKings pulled up, but Shane Van Gisbergen looks a lot like Kyle Larson. He, it's uh, hilarious how he? much that. Uh, I mean, just they have a picture of Kyle Larson. That's and, what I was going to say. It, I'm clicking on it right now. What I, are they? So often they have the wrong pictures associated with drivers. It's pretty funny. But, but first, let's talk uh, real quick about the the fact that Van Gisbergen is. Ten thousand dollars. It's Truex Reddick SVG. You guys, I please don't, don't, don't uh, again. And, and we talked about this on one of the episodes. Uh, maybe it was the Truck Series episode uh, earlier this week. He had twenty nine point seven percent of the handle at MGM was bets on SVG. Again, I don't want to hate on the guy. Love what he did tonight. It was great. I do not see him winning this race. He is going if he's that much bet on his DFS ownership is going to be through the freaking roof. If you want to go with the with everybody else, play him. But I'm telling you, you you want to be different. Don't play SVG. Um, I will say he's going to look good in practice. He's going to qualify well, and it's going to be tempting. Don't do it. Don't do it. Or listen, if you're going to do it. Do it in a multi-entry tournament. Do it in one where you don't oh, care. He's gonna be so owned. I know, I mean, and that's the thing. Heavily, you. I get you it. You have to be different, and, and, and you do. But I'm saying in a multi, in a multi-entry, 
you can you can burn one. If you're gonna enter fifty lineups, then one of them can have him in there. I don't care. That's fine. Just but, in case he leads every lap and wins. Exactly. But I it, I think it will be important to get the guy who's gonna lead a lot of laps. Whoever starts on the pole in this race is going to have a huge advantage. If it is SVG and you want to roll the dice, but that starting on the pole is going to make him even more popular. He's probably the one guy I will not play most in most lineups if he starts on the pole. If Reddick starts on the pole, it's going to be him. If it's Hamlin again, what we should I would like to toss that out as an official bet. Hamlin to win the pole. What are do we have poll odds, Rod? We don't have poll odds, into, unfortunately. Uh, you haven't seen any? No, I haven't seen any. There's no poll odds. That's Unless anybody is yeah. anybody out in the in the chat, have they have you guys seen poll odds? Obviously, <laughs> we always toss it out to to yeah, them in Discord anyway. So poll odds. No poll odds. That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. I'll get into my first play now. I okay. suppose. Hit it. I'm gonna scroll down. One, two, three, four, five, six. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season, Rod, we would go into a road course and Kyle Larson would be the sixth highest priced driver, I would have told you you're crazy. I would have called the authorities and you would have been put in a mental hospital. But that's where we sit. We talked about him on the betting episode. He is being overlooked this weekend. And it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Kyle Larson, since joining HMS, has seven top five finishes on road courses. Um, he finished third here, led 28 laps in 2021. Uh, Kyle Larson, you think of road courses, and he's the first guy that comes to mind. And, and I get that Reddick has been the one that's been the best lately. Yes, but Kyle Larson is still Kyle Larson. He can do Kyle Larson things. We talk about him so often on on how he's not. It's not you can't bet on him because his price is always so low, and it's just not a good week to bet on him. And this is the week. This is the week you get in on Kyle Larson because he's being overlooked. He's being undervalued. You get him in DFS. You bet on him. This is your chance to do it because he comes out, he dominates this race, and he wins. You're not going to say it's going to go back to plus 400 every week. He's going to be right at the top of the board where he's been before. His, his slipping up lately where he's still been getting good finishes, just not dominating. And I guess Zane's of the Cup Series right now. Uh, but... I'm telling you, this is the week for Kyle Larson. I'm calling my shot with it. So Kyle Larson, and he's only 9,600. Again, you look at the board, Truex at 10,5. It's Redick at 10,3. SVG at 10,1. Uh, then it's Elliott at 10,000. And then you get to, to Kyle Busch at uh, 98. And then it's Kyle Larson. So love Kyle Larson at this price. Um, and I think that, uh, that him and William Byron are, are good starting points. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, about Kyle Larson. It's just, and I know, Ryan, <laughs> Kyle Larson has been. But listen, we talked about it, too. The, the fact that we say that, but he's still been pulling some decent finishes out of his out of his asses. Like, I mean, yeah, so, so if you go over the last five races, he's got two top fives, but then he's got a 36th, a 20th, and a 19th. So I, I get it. It's not been the best run ever, but it's still Kyle Larson. And if he's going to start doing it at some point, like, and I just think that, People are thinking Kyle Larson's Ben Poop emoji, and so they're not going to play him this week. And I think this is your opportunity to get in when everybody else isn't. And on a guy like this, uh, that's where you you have to get in. And like Nick said here, if Larson wins the Knoxville Nationals, he's going to be a great bet. And yeah, I think that that's the case. Like I said earlier, he can carry that type of momentum. And getting a win at the at a big race like that winning at those dirt races that are big like the Knoxville Nationals 
means more to him than winning at, at Indy Road Course this weekend. I promise you that. Uh, but it, he carries that type of momentum. He carries that that great lift with him into the cup race. And I think that we're going to see a really good weekend from Larson. I concur uh, as far as that's concerned. Again, I don't know that he's going to win, but I, I think he'll probably have a good solid finish. He may even lead some laps along the way. And, yeah, and he's he might not, but he's also got that upside. Could lead every lap in this race, and he could win this race. He's got that upside as well. Even a, And even if he just has a good solid day for you, I think you can expect that from Larson. And what you're hoping for is that other people are feeling as if he is poop emoji. Therefore, he is not worth putting on the roster. So. And SVG. And SVG. Out here. They're playing checkers with SVG, and you're out here playing chess with Larson. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, speaking of playing chess, I will play big-time chess, and I will take A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, surprise, surprise. $9,300 for A.J. Allmendinger. Obviously, has a win on this track already in the Cup Series and drove his way. The time that he didn't win on this track, he still had a hell of a DFS day where he drove from 20th place to 7th place, leading three laps along the way. It's a pretty solid DFS day on a road course, if I ever say so myself. So definitely uh, like me some A.J. Allmendinger. I, I, I get it. This season has not been one that he's enjoyed, and in fact, he's gone on record. We've talked about it before. He has not enjoyed this season. He does not like what's going on. He would very much like to put 2023 in the rear view, but how much better would it be to come out and actually win a race this season? That's what this team needs. They need it in order to be able to be uh, you know, in the playoffs and to try to get themselves just basically on better position. right? I mean, obviously, these, these road courses coming up, something that A.J. Allmendinger has an opportunity to win. He's done it before. He finished sixth in Sonoma, uh, which was a good day for him. Not a very good day in Austin where he finished 34th. So, you know, Chicago 17th, but we again, we're not really counting Chicago for nothing. But, uh, you know, A.J. Allmendinger needs a good day again. Uh, and, and I think even if he does start toward the rear, and in fact, it's an even better play if he starts toward the rear because I feel like he can do exactly what he did last year. And remember last year, he has, well, I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Rye. <laughs> Almondinger has, no has no heart. The dude has driven through no cool suit in that one race, right? He got out and had to basically take an ice bath on the side of the track after that one. And no power steering in Sonoma. Like, he very easily could have parked both of those cars and said, I'm done. But he, he muscled through. And, I mean, I got to give it to a guy because, listen, if it gets too hot in my office, I don't want to do my podcast. And I'm sitting in my damn chair. Like, it. you know what I'm saying? Like, the dude's in a car, you know, battling at 100 and some odd miles an hour. And I'm only in here on a microphone. And I still don't want to do my job. So, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, again, I, I would say that A.J. Allmendinger, for what he can do on tracks like this, he's going to be a solid DFS play just about every single time. And maybe because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people have this opinion about him, they're going to be off of him too. So, you can sneak him in there in a GPP where, you know, maybe some unsuspecting folks are, are not necessarily big on A.J. Allmendinger. So, you know, that, that'll give you a little leg up. Uh, here's my A.J. Allmendinger DFS advice. Hammer him tomorrow in the Xfinity race because he's oh, going to sure. dominate, kill everyone in that race. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. But next up for me, I'm going to take Michael McDowell, 7,500 rod. He gets it done on road courses. Seventh place at Sonoma, 12th place at Coda. The Roval last year, a little bit rough, 27th, but Watkins Glen, sixth place. He led 14 laps that day. Eighth place in this race last year at the Indy Road Course. Eighth place at Road America last year. 
third place at Sonoma last year, 13th at Coda last year. Uh, you go back, and he's just got good finishes throughout his time, especially once he came to front row in this number 34 Ford. They're racing for points. He is right there on that playoff bubble. He needs to get points. He needs to have a good, solid day. And we're right in the Michael McDowell wheelhouse. Two road courses and a super speedway. This is exactly what he wants. Um, he currently sits three points behind Ty Gibbs for that 16th position. He is going to be trying to have a very good day here, um, and they need to make the most of their day. 7500 I think, is a very, very good deal for Michael McDowell. And the fact that now he is locked up in a contract already. He's got security. He doesn't have to worry about trying to find another ride uh, next season. I mean, there's, there's something to be said about feeling good about where you're at. So maybe that does kind of calm him down a little bit more, puts him in a good mood for this race, and he'll be able to go out and run a nice clean one. I'll take it for that as well. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with my just kind of bingo free card, right, and with Brad K at $6,900. It's tough on a road course. I get it. Uh, but there's a possibility that he could do good things. He actually... He hasn't had a good finish in the last couple of, of uh, seasons on this track, but he did start 31st uh, two years ago, finished 24th. There's a little bit of movement. Um, and listen, he is $6,900, right? We're, we're really not nice. asking a whole lot of him. Eh? We're really not asking a lot out of him, right? And, and he's actually overall averaging... I, we lost some people when I said Brad K. That's funny. Uh, 35 and a half. <laughs> Two people turned the stream off. They're like, fuck. They were like, this, is, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's averaging 35 and a half fantasy points per race so far this season. That is eighth place among active drivers that do this all the time. When you when you sort by fantasy points per race, SVG pops up as the first one. Don't, don't get suckered into that. He ran one race and he won. Uh, but no, it, it, he's eighth among active drivers is Brad Keselowski as far as fantasy points per race. Uh, he, he gets you good points all that's solid. 60 points last week, 80 points the week before that, 24, 44, 50, 45, 39. I mean, I'm telling you right now, and, and listen, I love what Ryan, this is exactly what I was about to lead Oops. into next. Brad used to be good on road courses. Yes, he did. And RFK is oh, red hot all time. Right now. Hey, somebody came back rather. <laughs> they thought maybe you were done talking about him. No. Or you made a good point and they turned back in. Yeah. Um, but no, he man, the all all one of the all time greatest finishes ever. Him and Ambrose battling it out of Watkins Glen. Like, oh man, what a race. What a go if you ever don't know what I'm talking about, Google that. Ambrose and Keslowski, Watkins Glen. Whew, best ten minutes of your life. Uh, and listen, so um, when you go through some of the other finishes that he had, he had 39 points at Sonoma, so a pretty good day for him there. Uh, again, it's not going to be a 90-point day. It's not going to be an 80-point day, but if you can get 40, 50 points out of Brad Keselowski, that's, that's a good, solid DFS day. So he's already had a, a pretty decent day uh, at a road course already this season. So Listen, I'm not telling you that this is one you go heavy on, but I'm telling you that he could be the difference between you taking down, uh, you know, even a smaller GPP versus uh, I wouldn't load him up on on cash games, um, but definitely a nice GPP swing. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, my reaction when you said Keselowski, I kind of laughed, and I think that that's a lot of people's reaction. And I think like Rye said and, and like you said, He's, he's going to be undervalued. He's not going to get a ton of plays. I think a Keselowski, and I think he stinks on road courses here lately. And 
that's not completely the whole story. Like 16th at Sonoma, he did finish 35th at Coda. If you remember him and Johnson wrecked on like the first turn of the first lap and it was almost over. But 14th at the Roval last year, 19th at Watkins Glen, 20th here, like 10th at Sonoma last year, 14th at Coda. Those aren't great finishes, but <laughs> the JDK. <laughs> oh, your comments, buddy. You're, you're killing me. Uh, but to my point of Keselowski, like he's actually not done that bad. And at 6,900, nice. Um, it, it's, it, it could be a really good play and a play that, again, going to kind of be under the radar, going to kind of be uh, a difference maker. Uh, so I do like it. Who's Ambrose and where did he race before NASCAR? Yes, uh, Marcos Ambrose raced in the V8 Supercar Series, just like SVG did. Marcos Ambrose, a great guy, loved him. Loved him in the uh, the Twisted T number nine car. Always loved to watch that car. It was great. He did a good job. He did really well on road courses. Uh, he was not hailed as Jesus when he came over. And I still like SVG. I'm just not betting on him this weekend. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, all right. So that leads us to our low price drivers. And uh, yeah, who are we queuing up for our lower price drivers? Well, Rod, I'm going to take one Chase Briscoe for this one. Talked about him a little bit on the betting show. Ended up tossing out a bet on him. Uh, Indiana kid loves this place. Uh, and he showed up, right? Uh, last year, he looked really good. And the year before, Again, could have won this race had he not got black flagged at the end there. Him and Hamlin end up in their scrum for it. Um, but at 6,700, uh, this is kind of just a more of a gut play on on Chase Briscoe than than anything. That and and he's he's gonna take this place seriously because uh, of what it means to him. And um, uh, man, I, I'm really kind of just feeling Chase Briscoe this week. And again, if you listen to the show, I'm not always feeling Chase Briscoe, but we see how. SHR doesn't have as much issues at, at short tracks. Uh, it's it's the big tracks where it kills them. It's the intermediate tracks and these road courses. You don't need a ton of speed. It's more about uh, the abilities uh, on on the short corners and, and stuff like that. And Chase Briscoe is a type of guy that can do that. He was really good um, in the Xfinity series. I think did he win? I feel like he won an Xfin the first Xfinity race here at the Indy Road Course. I'll have to look into that. Um, to see road course because i think he won didn't he beat aj allmendinger the first one uh let's see as far as wins are concerned it was in xfinity uh xfinity on the road course it is aj allmendinger won one and they're not even showing me uh briscoe so let me 2021 let's do this Look at you guys are. This is the first time that we've ever really had to like stop and actually look something yes, up. We're That's actually going to look this up as we go. Oh, Cindric. Yeah, Cindric won oh, the year yeah. before. So I was thinking it was Briscoe, Briscoe won but... 2020. Penzoil won 50 at the Brickyard. Oh, there you go. See, I knew he won one of them. There you go. Look at that. Live research. I rest, right on I rest my case. I knew I was right. I just had to, to find the numbers to back me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Um. All right. So Chase Briscoe. <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah i don't know I, I like if you look like two races at road america he's got an average finish of 10 uh two races at charlotte roval 15.5 coda three races 17 watkins Glen, two races 17 like it's not bad results for him at all um and then again like indy road course is kind of skewed because he was he was disqualified in that first race but he was running up front 
He did really well in that race. Why are why do the ads always want to pop up when I'm looking for something specific, Rod? Well, because they want they got to make money too, Cody. I I know, and I love advertisers. Go support the advertisers. Pop up when I'm done. Uh, he did he did lead, so he led 12 laps in 2021 before he obviously got disqualified at the end of that race, and he did lead five laps last year. He won stage one, seventh in stage two. Um, so yeah, he was he was running up front throughout the day and, and looked good. So uh, I do think that Briscoe. Uh, is a good play this week at 6,700. All right. Well, yours has probably got a lot more chance of hitting something good and returning than mine, but I still think mine is a pretty solid investment given uh, there's probably not a lot of people that will be rostering Jensen Button in that 15 Rick Ware car, but those people will be casual NASCAR fans entering those casual contests that you should be cleaning up on anyways. And they're the ones that don't know who Jensen Button is. They're they're the Nick Fortunes of this and say, who's Jensen Button? Oh, I'm sorry. They're the JDKs of this. And who's Jensen Button? And uh, and where did he come from? Well, Jensen Nick Button. taking shrapnel for no reason. I'm sorry. And he finished my beer a while back. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he finished me another one. And he doesn't remember I said that. Uh, but no, listen. So for Jensen Button, he was a Formula One driver, obviously. A Formula One champion. The real Formula One champion of that. And, uh, you know, he knows road courses. He knows now Rovals are a little bit of a different story, especially when, you know, you talk about uh, combining those. But it's still essence of a road course, right? And so Jensen Button, one of the more road ringeries of road ringers that are, are taking the track this, this week and this season altogether. He's run two races in the NASCAR Cup Series. His first was in Austin. That was a rough one for anybody to start with. I'm telling you right now, poor Jensen Button got a, a very quick education in in NASCAR road racing. And in fact, he even afterwards said, I cannot believe these guys beat and bang and lean all over each other. So uh, he learned a little bit, took that in there, and then translated into an eighth place start in Chicago where he started in eighth place. Unfortunately, he finished in 21st, but we saw it where pit strategy kind of played out in that one in a very weird way. Obviously, SVG ends up winning the race because of all that. So, um, yeah, well, maybe not because of it, but no, yeah. You know. Hey, I'll give him credit there. Yeah. He was like 18th on that restart, found his way back to the front. So, yeah. good job to Jesus himself. But uh, for Jensen Button, unfortunately, he did not get the, the same sort of uh, uh, giddy up. But Jensen Button is 6,600. This week, if you can get a a thirty one point performance like you did out of him uh, at Echo Park, right? Then I will definitely take that because that is a good solid return on a very low price driver. And listen, when I'm digging around underneath here, I, I'm not. I mean, Bubba Wallace not on a road course. Eric Jones not on a road course. Austin Dillon not really anywhere, especially not on a road course. Haley no. Gilliland. I was going to pick Gillen for a second, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. Amarola, Rockefeller, Stenhouse, you just can't. Lolly, I'm surprised you didn't pick Andy Lolly, but. Yeah, but his, uh, I love Andy Lolly, but the results are not there in the Cup Series. He's not, he's not gotten it done so far. It's, it's rough. I mean, we, we kind of came up to the 66, 67 range just because it's rough at the bottom. But I mean, if you, so if you plugged in uh, our big guys in Larson, and Almondinger, you plug in Byron with that. You go with Keselowski, McDowell, um, and then if you put in Briscoe, you you still have eleven hundred on the table. If you put in Bun Button, you have twelve hundred on the table still. So there, there's plenty of room to work without having to dig too far down into the well 
And again, I think the Byron, you've got to lock him in there with him starting last. And he's going to be chalky. So maybe in some some plays you get off of him in case he ends up not finishing well. He might not score a ton of points, but cash plays, like you're going to have to play him just because there's so much upside when you're guaranteed to start last like that. And it's not because he's in a slow car or or didn't look good or anything. It's just because of the the tech issue and, and getting not allowed to because of, because of that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's there's a lot of good value on the board, especially when people are going to be shoving SVG in their lineups. And again, I will eat all the crow in the world on Monday if I need to or Sunday night whenever we end up back on here. But uh, I just I don't see it happening. Rod. Yeah, I mean, again, we're going to watch it play out on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you throw one out there just in case. Just, I mean, it's be irresponsible to not take that opportunity. But we're trying to hear. <laughs> we're here to tell you to temper it. Don't go all in. Don't have every single lineup that you have uh, with him in there. So, uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We are going to go over the drivers for the DFS slate on Sunday from the Verizon 200. Cody started you out by giving you William Byron as the basically go ahead and put him in that free square at $8,900 since he's starting in the back. Only place he can go is up, and the 24 car knows how to go forward. So we'll we'll do that there. His teammate, uh, Kyle Larson, is at $9,600, and Cody gave you him as well. I gave you A.J. Allmendinger at $9,300. Cody gave you Michael McDowell at $7,500. I said Brad K will surprise you at $6,900. I gave it to you. You need to even take it. Uh, and then Chase nice. Briscoe. There Sorry. you go. Chase Briscoe, $6,700 was Cody's low price driver. Jensen Button at $6,600. Just, just cut that mine. part out. We'll redo it, Rod. Okay. Oh, wait. We're live. Oh, we're live. Can't oh, do shit. it. Uh, I, you know what's funny is that you guys don't necessarily get to hear this part of it live. So how was listening to the actual they picks do, part though, Because live? we don't, I mean, we don't cut it out ever when it's not well, live. No, too. I mean, just, just the picks part live. They don't normally get to see the oh, picks true. part live. Yeah, we so, don't normally do picks live. That yeah. is true. What do you guys think? Uh, you can tell us in the comments yeah. now or Something you can tell us in the Discord. Often, yeah, well, I, I think so too. I, I wouldn't mind it too much. Uh, maybe we start to do it toward the end of the playoffs when it gets really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of times I, I know people like to get to the picks themselves. So uh, the the kind of, you know, back and forth about the live, that that's a lot of fun on a recap because then we can take a few asides. But I know people, uh, oh, JDK. Oh, they're asking for more uh, lives. Asking for more go. lives. Okay, okay. Maybe, well, maybe we'll listen. We have to listen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's them, okay. Uh, but yeah, all right. So, Cody. Let's go ahead and tell everybody out there where they can find you on social media if they don't already know as we wrap it up and get ready for a fantastic weekend of racing. We made it, Cody. We made it to the end of the week. It's already started. Let's cash some tickets, Ride says. Couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah, we've already got Thursday Night Thunder out of the way. Our bets didn't go so well there, but shit happens. Uh, great race tonight. Um, even if it's Discord lives, Ty Tiger says we might have to we got to do that at some point so we can have actual callers. And we got to figure out the, the technical side of all of that and how to make that part work. But that might be coming here in the near future. Um, but yeah, excited. Now we get some road course racing. Don't forget to check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Uh, hopefully you listened to that early. Got in on Christian Lungard early. On the pole, starting, baby. Uh, outside row one. Graham Ray Hall. Outside, that's right. Graham Ray Hall on the pole. But uh, Lungard is going to run away with it quickly after that. Uh, excited for that. So check that out, though. Get our picks from over there. And uh, yeah, follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. 
Uh, yeah, there's a ton of shit, so go check it out. <laughs> I, see, you're starting to feel my pain at this point, right? <laughs> I don't have time to listen at all. We ain't got time. Yeah, I swear to God, you guys don't want to listen to me listen to everything. Yeah, so I'm on X at RJV Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, Fast Money episode out on For Frequency Sake YouTube page. You can find that also on my X. So uh, not with my ex. She doesn't have any of it. I don't care. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. This in this is what first you get it late on a Friday night. <laughs> hey, I, I need to go have myself a couple of what Cody's got going on right now. So I'm doing that right after we get off of here. We'll see you guys later. See you Almond in the Discord. Almond Dinger tomorrow. Hit him. Almond Dinger tomorrow. Yeah, don't miss out on that one, guys. It's, it's going to be the time of Jeski of that road race tomorrow. So yep. enjoy. Tip a few back. We love you all very much. Until next week, let's go racing and let it ride. Dump, dump, dump.